Welcome Wargamers, join your hosts, Falco and Monty, two Canadian wargaming enthusiasts, as we explore all aspects of tabletop wargaming. We roll dice, talk tactics, share hobby hacks, and explore new tabletop systems, all on the Trident Wargaming Podcast. Uh, welcome back, Princeps. Here we are. I'm joined with uh, two of the Battle Brothers. We've got Dan returning to the channel. Hey. And we've got Josh, who is new, but still uh, still part of the action. Hey, guys. Nice to be here. So, uh, Josh and Dan, uh, there are Princeps Senores here. Uh, they're basically the, the big dogs in our local community right now. Um, cranking out a lot of the uh, experience and kind of blazing the trails. Uh, but be, before we get too carried away, uh, just may as well jump into some sweet, sweet hobby stuff. I guess we'll start with you, Dan. Uh, what have you been doing hobby-wise? Um, well, currently I, I'm just painting trim. It just seems to be the bane of my life right now. Just, just trim on my uh, Volpa Legio to try and finish it up for uh, an event coming up in the next week so yeah yep. trim is trim is life in titanicus it seems <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh josh how about yourself what have you been working on um for for titanicus i've been working on some some terrain i'm doing up for bill for this uh this event we're running here in a couple weeks yeah um other than that i'm kind of doing up a little display board for my my legio um, if i can get the loyalist best presented award and oh, yeah. yeah i don't have much more titans to paint up so that's all right that's all right yeah he, josh has been gracious enough to bust out some terrain uh for me and uh, the rest of the boys to play with and it, it's looking mighty sweet um one of the other guys has a set of uh, similar buildings um with red toppers and uh I was talking to Josh. I'm like, yeah, let's do these ones blue because then I know whose is whose and don't have to worry about them getting mixed up. So, but they're looking mighty sweet. Yeah, so, they're good terrain. They're nice, bulky, and good cover. Yeah, um, I will have some pictures floating. If you're watching this on YouTube, you'll be able to see some, and uh, we'll have the uh, link from Mr. Cal Fox here also in the description. If you're interested in grabbing some of those STLs and printing them out yourself because uh, they are nice. I know he's been working on some damaged uh, buildings as well where it uses a little bit more um, filament, but uh, as you destroy the buildings, he actually has like cubicles and like offices built inside, kind of like a hollow uh, honeycomb structure. So uh, definitely going all out, you know, he's not... Uh, not cheaping out on any of that stuff so yeah definitely give his uh, link a peek and check out his bases and buildings so um yeah for, for myself it's been it's been just getting my titans ready to rock uh trim you know trim's always a thing i'm doing a lot of assembly line uh building but i did i uh became one of those dirty bastards and grabbed uh, one of the liquid x uh, professional acrylic markers and honestly, like it has cut the trim time to minutes, minutes. Like you, I, you mean it trimmed down? It trimmed the down time? the trim. Yeah, like <laughs> for real though. Like I got my full warlord. Like I'm talking my warlord done in 20 minutes. 20 minutes, and uh, like I shit you not, it, it's pretty legit. I've uh, got a nice color match. It's. Uh, pretty much identical to the Vallejo uh, metal color, which is uh, the gold, the 77.725. I'll have a picture. See my mitts on this piece with next to the marker. So if you're looking for ways to cut corners, uh, definitely check it out because it's it's been a lifesaver already. So and then, yeah. This... Like if, you, if you go to wash it and highlight it after. You know what? Uh, so actually, like, are pretty good. it's decent. Um, I've been basically applying it, let it dry, and then I use uh, my gloss varnish because I usually hit it with AK 
and then you know uh, rough it up get it all grimed and rested and stuff so but it held up grid to the varnish it, it was fine with uh, the AK um, on there the streaking grime and then using uh, you know white mineral spirits to clean everything up everything's held up great so um, no no issues there I haven't tried just raw dogging it with wash after it's been applied but I assume it would be okay it, it's quite resilient it doesn't scratch or uh, flake off so it's not bad that way it's not bad that way so yeah once you seal it you don't even really notice the difference no no it's quite nice so so um i guess yeah jumping in just jumping into uh this episode it, it's it's gonna be about where we're at right now like locally with gaming uh, what you know, Josh and Dan are liking about it. I guess let, let's let's just jump into the meat of it. How are you guys liking Titanicus? I know we all kind of recently jumped in in the last I don't know what three to five months ish around there, mm -hmm. and uh, you know the the majority of the community. I know everyone bought in, everyone jumped on the hype train like two years ago, but it's only recently we're starting to actually play games and roll dice like I've, I've been kind of going hard for the last like maybe month and a half and yeah uh, i've been enjoying it but i want to hear what you guys have to say with you know being experienced more of the experienced players and stuff so uh, well yeah and basically like restrictions are dying down here and then then there was the whole uh because we're majority of us are heresy players and then after the heresy came out with the rumors of 2.0 people basically just stop playing heresy because they didn't want to either build or they just wanted to wait till the new edition came out so the next best thing was titanicus and since we never played it for two years because of you know the plague yeah. um we basically it it basically just feels like a restart to the heresy and and especially since siege of terror came out and you know titan death and mortis and uh, you know, all those books about these Titans, it's just been basically a huge, like, boost in my gaming community, or sorry, my gaming experience, because I've just literally feel like I'm excited to build and paint again, and I haven't had that in a little while, so. I agree with that, like, I think with 30k, um, we all kind of felt like it was just getting a little stagnant, and yeah. Not the same motivation that we had before, and Titanic has been really good. Change of pace, and I think the game is really enjoyable itself. Like, uh, there's a lot more tactical decisions that you might not be used to making um, with the whole alternate um, activations kind of kind of um, rule set. Yeah, um, and I and I also just think uh, I found because I play a lot of 40k too still that the alternate activations is just a lot more engaging. You're never just sitting around for your opponent's turn when they shoot you to death. You you still get the very next the next move, and so it's a, it's a lot more engaging, and the games go by pretty quick because you never are just sitting around for half an hour at a time. Yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of uh, countering and and maneuvering. It's very true. There's definitely um, you know I know we've been talking about it a lot a little bit is these tactical layers within the game that seem to be popping up and there's just you know it doesn't matter really how long you've been playing there's always something kind of cooking and depending on who you're playing opponent wise i think you said it best dan with these kind of counter tactics of back and forth and the alternating activations is very reminiscent of uh, Battletech for those who have uh, played that before, if you're listening. But mm -hmm. it, it just it has its own spin on it, and there's even um, you know some strats and stuff where you can steal the initiative, um, you know, after losing the roll. So it, it just it adds this extra layer, and uh, I, I really do like that that whole um, setup for the game. It, it adds a whole. A whole different, I guess, uh, intensity to that dice roll to see who's, mm -hmm. you know, who's going to get uh, initiative. So, and and like I mentioned, like last time, it really has that Mario Kart feel of 
you could be first, you can be winning the whole game, and then there could just be that one, you know, failed dice roll or that failed tactic that you did, and, and it changed it around. Because I know that, like, the last game that me and Bill played, he, you know, he... I, I ended up getting a bunch of charges off and, you know, I was a little down about it. And then all of a sudden he ended up getting a lucky punch in a reaver. My reaver exploded, blew up my other Warhound, and it was just chaos. And it was just, and I was just like, I told you like half my army's gone now because, because I, you know, I rolled a catastrophic dam or a, a catastrophic meltdown. And, you know, it's, it all comes down to just luck, dice roll, and all that stuff. So that's that's another part of the game that I really like. Never really feels like you're out of a game. No, yeah. No, it, it's that's definitely something I'm learning uh, with the game. Like this last uh, weekend we got together, a few of us were able to play, uh, you know, keep the rest off, work our games out. I was playing uh, Alex. Who yeah, I was going to say. And that game was insane. It was a crazy game. I ended up, uh, I was on the ropes. You know, he was, uh, for real, like, kicking the shit out of me throughout the whole game. I was losing a Titan turn, and all I could do was strip voids off his Titans. I couldn't really do anything else. And final Hail Mary of the game, I ended up firing everything. My whole Warlord just targeting his head on his, uh, dirty old Sinister Psy Titan. And, uh, blew the Psy Titan up catastrophic explosion it blew the leg off his warlord who had no voids killing that and then beside the side titan was also a reaver who blew up and ended up uh you know all three titans died in one round and he only had a reaver <laughs> left and that was the end of the game i was like holy shit like man that was crazy and his face was just like whoa like what just happened here right and just quite thematic you know it was uh it was pretty uh pretty cool though so it's just yeah it definitely feels no matter how how bad it is it, it always feels like you've you've got a chance you're never truly out yeah. which is nice i also think it's nice you never really lose um when you're building your list you know like no matter what list you build you still are going to have a chance in the game like sure some weapons and some titans might be a bit better than others but i don't think there's any list that you're going to put out there that a skilled player couldn't beat a mm-hmm. uh, less skilled player with yeah yeah and, and and it is a dice game right it all comes down to rolling and stuff literally the last game we played with josh it took me three turns with a war master to kill one warhound and i was just like yeah. i was yeah. just like what's the point of this you know this 1200 point model if you can't even kill a 200 point model and i'm just like ah uh. <laughs> then on the other side, my War Master was deleting a Titan to turn. Yeah, basically. Uh, I was just yeah, like, it's awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, yeah. There, it's it's nice with the the changes from other uh, Games Workshop games that I know we played in the past. So it's definitely got a lot of uh, interesting points to it. And the other, the other thing is, if we want to integrate the community into this conversation, is is that we're all kind of building it all up at the same time, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, I'm a little bit ahead because I, I had a bunch of stuff done, but, and then, you know, Josh went crazy. He got COVID and spent the two weeks just building and painting. But, yeah. but I mean, but we're all sort of building and painting like, and we're all just slowly working our way, and that I think that's part of what's making it good too, because it's because sometimes you you might not have that extra reaver, and then you play a game, and you're like, oh, that guy's got three reavers, and then oh, I really love reavers now, and I'm like, I got to build that second or third reaver that I have just sitting on the shelf, right? So it builds that competitive and that you know that that drive. I drive, I guess, is the key word here, is what we're getting at. Yeah towards playing and you know it's just been a huge excitement for that and and now that bill's got an event that should be a hundred percent solid and won't get you know stopped by the nonsense outside yeah you know that's another thing because that's the first event i've been to in a year two years two years i, I don't even remember yeah i guess it would have been two years it's been an age yeah we had that one and, event down in 
Bill's basement. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had some prohibition uh, gaming in the oh, basement yeah. and uh, yeah. burgers and yeah. beers. And... All... Yeah, you were all talking about uh, Titanicus there. I'm like, I wonder if they're serious about it. Yeah. Well, I, I yeah. won't lie. There's been a lot of talk about Titanicus in the last yeah, little while, exactly, and it, it's yeah. it's finally starting to really take shape. Um, the community, like Dan mentioned, it it is pretty cool because we're starting to get people together. We're trying to do weekend weekend gamings to you know blast blast Titans, get guys together. I've been reaching out to some of the OGs of the community, mm-hmm. getting them coming out, rolling dice, you know, talking to some guys. They're like, man, I haven't played in two years. I was like, well, come on out, you know, and uh, roll dice with us because we're all kind of in the same boat. You know, we're, we're learning and, you know, knock the rest off and trying to get there. And I think that's uh, that's really how you got to do it. That's the best way to kind of build up the community and start getting the hype built up for these events. And this is just yeah. the first of many I, I have plans, grand plans to uh, try and really experiment and have fun with it and just, you know, really, really try to capitalize on things starting to clear up because it's just, yeah, everyone's been itching for for rolling dice on the tabletop and now that we can and uh, things are starting to clear up like with the masks and everything too, it's, you know, it's, it's going to be good. I think this is going to be a really good one. And yeah, we we've literally been sitting at home, you know, basically looking for an itch because we couldn't have the social aspect of of the community, and now we're able to, and it's caused a big, you know, buzz. And and this is just the Titanicus community. The 40k has been going strong, so yeah, they've been going hard. But yeah, we've just been trying to get the Titanicus moving again because it was there at, at one point. There was a, a group of guys that were continuing playing and then, yeah, now Absolutely. trying to bring it all back. Yeah. Especially with all the, the Traitor and Loyalist books came out, it basically made it s- super easy to to join again. Yeah. It, it feels like the game's complete now. Mm-hmm. Like you're, We've all kind of been waiting for some stuff and it, it's finally there, so... Mm-hmm. Emperor Titan now, right? Well, we gotta wait for the Direwolf first. Oh yeah, yeah. that's true. Oh yeah, it's gotta be coming soon now. They showed that off a couple months ago. Now, I don't know heresy stuff. It's always like a year. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. True. Hurry up and wait. Hurry up and wait. So who knows? Yeah, it'd be nice. There, because there's a bunch of other Titans. They, They talked about. In the books, the in the loyalist books and trader book, they basically talk. Oh, if you're scale this or that, well, those scales don't even exist to what the titans are now. So there must be something coming. Although the direwolf said it was scale six, so so pretty much matching yeah. the warhound, but just a, a baby version of a nemesis. I think there's supposed to be a melee version of the nemesis. Like can't remember well there's like a melee uh, warlord right like yeah Night, nightbringer is that what it's called or something something like that. yeah yeah i think like back in the old titanicus game they had that it didn't have any uh didn't have any carapace weapons just two two melee weapons kind of cool and i'm just waiting for them to to allow reavers to have two missile launchers on each arm well, I, uh, yeah. I've seen guys like busting it out um, on some of the various Facebook pages, right? They got, yeah, mm-hmm. like triple missile configurations. And it's like, <laughs> oh, so cool. Like, I'd love to run some of those, you know? Mm-hmm. Plasma on a Reaver. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 No, it's, it's, it's good. And I'm hoping, yeah, I'm hoping for more stuff because uh, I've got a few Battle Bling upgrades that are very exotic looking, but it's like, well. Don't know what I don't know what I can get to use some of these for, but yeah, if they start to add on even more to the game, it'd be great. It would be great. Yeah, there's still I think a lot of places they can go. Yeah, for sure. There's yeah, there's because I'm trying to think there because we need the emperor class. 
I don't know if that will just be a fictional thing or if that will just or if that's like the last thing they'll bring out, but I think oh, what else yeah. it'll be. It'll be oh. an awesome model, but it won't be that practical for gaming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, if the Warmaster is kind of in a weird spot being super expensive and you know Emperor yeah. Class like Titan you... will be like four thousand points and Make yeah. better terrain than it will uh, an actual model to play with. They'd have to do something like each arm is an activation or something, so you're not just at a massive activation deficit. Mm. Oh yeah, no, eh? no doubt. Yeah, but I mean, I think almost everybody who's into Titanicus will get one just as a as a centerpiece, right? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I, that's kind of like with the twenty-eight millimeter, like Heresy Gaming, right? Everybody wants to get. Everyone wants to get their big toys. Everyone's got titans of some form or shape. So I think this would just make sense for yeah everybody to jump on and grab one. So I guess yeah. I, I guess diving a little bit deeper into some of the tactics and uh, um, strategy behind the games, you know, with these new uh, Legio books, there's so many so many different uh, stratagems and just little ways you can, uh, you know, combo up some war gear and strats in, in game to have some really, like, really good results. Uh, like Dan, for instance, I know with your Volpa, they're, uh, they're pretty crazy. They can do a lot of cool stuff and, uh, you know, you have quite a, uh, quite a, like a, a system down pat for them. Do you want to talk mm-hmm. about you want to talk about them a little bit, or I know we tried. Sure, yeah. Andy and I tried to talk about it uh, a little bit, and you know I won't lie, like we fumble fucked our way through, but we didn't do it justice. So, so yeah, I, I with Volpa that they their ability is like their legio rule is if they get within five inches of an enemy model, their weapon skill increases by one, and their ballistic skill decreases by one so you basically want to get as close as possible and uh, it's you know i don't yeah it's basically the best way to explain them is they're basically just corn berserkers i guess they're just running up and attacking anyways um getting into like my strategy was um i play uh i play a double ferox because Ferox, it allows you to get plus one to armor rolls, and it it's basically your close combat um, mana pull. But what I do is I take a lot of Warhounds with double flamers, and I um, I give them organic protrusions, and then that way they, they can get three attacks and attack two inches. But I guess what really stands out in my army is is I can get these 16-inch charges off. Or I guess, what what is it, 17.9? Yeah. Is what, it, what you can end up is the max. So, and, and I'm not even using the, like, any of the, sorry, any of the bonuses that uh, Volpa get, which you can't for scale six, but... What it is, is is I'm using Warlocks, which gives me plus two to my boosted speed. Which get, makes them basically a 14-inch range. And then if I, if I need that extra, in, extra couple inches, I'll give one of them Unbridled Hatred, or I'll give my Reaver Unbridled Hatred. Which is like, uh, if people don't know, if you're a Loyalist or Trader, you actually get like a one per once per game ability and the traders have a what is increase their movement by two inches and then they get an extra attack so it's just this craziness of like turn two i'm getting all these charges off because my warhounds are all moving 14 inches or 16 inches and the Reavers, they get the Shakirian Conduit, which gives them two inches to their boosted speed, so they're getting a 15-inch charge. And it's just... I, The faces I get from people, 
just from seeing a charge to begin with and then seeing it, them charge across the table has just been like them just with jaws dropped right it's just that's part of the fun of it and then it's the oh i got 10 dice and i'm gonna target your body now <laughs> that's that's when they start to feel the pain i guess yeah that was me two weeks ago yeah two weeks ago i i underestimated what that army could do and it uh I was showing the true path, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it, it was it was crazy. Oh, like the deployment, I think definitely helped, and I was naive on how far you could actually move. But mm-hmm. yeah, getting those charges off, you know, from fourteen, fifteen inches away, and just watching these warhounds just like just crush whatever they're hitting, and I was just like, oof, man, like it was it was wild. So it, it's definitely a. Uh, a defensive uh, game you got to play against that, and it's hard because you're just prolonging the inevitable. You really are. Mm-hmm. And and I just take double flamers on warhounds just just so I can get auto hits, and I'm not worrying about like rolling dice for that stuff. I I've been people are like, well, then you can't target body parts, and I'm like, yeah, but I'm already in your face, and now you got to deal with this warhound. I'm just. I'm just going to flame the crap out of you and just let the dice roll, right? So. Yeah, well, they definitely play well to your style. I know, uh, Josh, we had talked a little bit about, you know, um, some of the strats that you might be able to use against against that. I haven't, I haven't been able to try them out yet. Oh, you've been having secret meetings about how to beat Dan? The conclave of princeps <laughs> here at the College Titanica, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not how to beat Dan. How can we survive? How can we live? How can we not get <laughs> raffle stomped by warhounds and reavers jamming into our lines here? My plan was to one shot his iconoclast in the first turn, but I don't think that works for everyone. <laughs> uh, yep. It would definitely set the pace of a game, that's yeah. for sure. Dan does a really good job of uh, using his strats to uh, protect his Titans, too, and he's walking up like on the first turn. You know, he's not going to have that shooting threat, so that's true. he uses some, some stuff to, uh, to protect them and get them into range mm-hmm. at all. Yeah, and then, you know, it, I literally, yeah. For this army, I literally I was just like, I got to run as fast as I can up the board, charge, because, you know, a big thing in the community was nobody was really charging. It, actually, to be honest, it was funny because I played Brady, who plays, who also plays Grafonicus. He was playing a, a very aggressive Grafonicus where they all had power, or sorry, combat weapons. And then, you know, they were charging and mealing and I was just, and he was like one punching warlords and stuff. And I was just like, how, how did we not know about this? And then the trader book came out and I was like, Volpa screams melee. And I was just like, I got, I got to do it. Yeah. So he read that uh, trader lead you a book and he had a corn symbol in his forehead the next day. <laughs> it's hardcore. <laughs> started uh crying blood or whatever right <laughs> yeah looking at everyone's skulls licking my lips yeah, just the shape <laughs> of your skull <laughs> but and, and then it's funny because josh also plays grafonicus and you know he plays it with you know aggressive too and it's funny because i just started building off of these grafonicus guys of playing like the ferox and and you know, running up the board and the reavers with the you know chain fists and stuff like that. It's it's just been funny because yeah. And then most times when I'm talking about ideas for my thing, I'm usually bouncing them off Josh. And so it's just yeah, yeah. A little bit of an arms race, I think. A little bit, yeah. Each other. Yeah. Well, I think that's. That scenario of the arms race, I think that's what makes the gaming so good. And I know we had that happen in the early days when we started Heresy and we were playing like the early league, like League One. 
before we were even part of like the greater community we just had the fever boys out and it was an arms race every game you know played was people were like oh plotting and planning and buying new shit and you know <laughs> trying to like outsmart the other guy or outdo him and you know you yeah. see you see weapons are changing guys are like oh yeah i'm running you know i'm running my uh Vulcan Mega Bolter and Plasma Blast Gun to now it's like, oh, I've got turbo lasers and I got some uh, Volkite Eradicators. And it's like, oh, you dirty bitch, you know, like busting out other stuff now, I see. So it's it's getting to be fun. It's uh, I think that's half the half the enjoyment is watching everybody kind of scramble and get their stuff ready. Yeah. So. And then, yeah, with, with Josh, I know you're... Dan kind of mentioned a little bit, you know, you're running a bit of a aggressive list, but um, you're also running uh, double maniples, right? Yeah, like Dan said, I, I'm running Graphonicus. I think their kind of best um, feature is, is that they can just freely swap Reavers around. So I've, I've kind of put that to some good use. I, I've been running a lot of like Extergamus maniples, which usually is kind of limiting because you have to bring three Warlords, whereas for me, I can bring. You know, a warlord and two reavers. I can bring three reavers and then extergamus, and and I think that added strength really benefits the reaver weapons a lot um, for things like like turbo lasers, laser blasters. Like getting the extra two strength for just one heat yeah. is really powerful on reavers. Um, so letting me be able to run and then um, my main my main list that I've been bringing is like an extergamus that can kind of stand back a little bit and shoot, and then uh, a ferox that can kind of get more in their face. And I think it's just kind of a good, uh, good range of um, different, different titans. I've got one with two pa- with two chain fists that's just going to sprint up there and use my reckless maverick um, uh, princeps trait where I can activate twice. Um, or and then I've got you know like a, a shooty warlord that can stand back and finish something off, or he can split fire and uh, kind of support the forward units. Um, that's just kind of my plan, I guess, is to have a good variety of of uh titans that can take on different roles yeah it definitely seems to be working i know um i faced uh, your army twice now and it's it's been pretty awesome to watch it in action you know it's it's yeah. both armies are tough to deal with in their own way so it's it's, sure. it's fun to play and uh, learn against that's for sure yeah and and i was just thinking of a game where i i brought a uh, I played against Josh. I played against with my my DIY Legio, and I I played Fortis, and I literally just brought two Warlords and a, you know like three Reavers or, or two Reavers or whatever it is, and I literally just sat in the corner and shot, and I was just like, my opponent Josh and me were both just like, oh well, I'm literally just sitting here doing nothing because Fortis benefits from not moving at all, and then Josh brought up a good point is. Fortis is should be split with another mana pull. And then th- that kind of got me thinking into like double mana pulls. I know I'm playing for double Ferox, but for other, th- for other Legios where y- you want that, you probably want a shooty back and then you want a more aggressive uh, front with a, that mana pull. And, and it, that started, you know, turning the little hamster wheel in my brain of like, Oh, it's just more than just trying to max out a mana pull. It's it's trying to get you know it, it's almost better to might maybe have two mana pulls, but having two different roles. Yeah, they complement each other. Yeah, I think we were we were talking about that the other day. That uh, the um, uh, what's that main mana pull that everyone brings at the beginning? Axiom. Uh, that axiom. Yeah, we're talking about how that one's pretty good on its own, but when you're when you're combining that with another mana pull, it actually kind of decreases its uh, effect- effectiveness because then you have to decide like do i want to do my axiom ones first and then if i fail one the other the other mana pull can't do any orders or do i want to do the other mana pull because then if i fail one i can't use the benefit of the axiom so we're kind of finding that the axiom actually doesn't work that well in combination with another it's true mm-hmm. it's true pull. um i found that out the hard way because i won't lie i've been clinging to the axiom quite a bit and uh I'm happy to say I'm kicking off the training wheels, right? Getting rid of that shit because I have been hurt by it. We and it happened in my game where, yeah, I failed an axiom roll, and I'm like, oh, I can still do it, but now the other maniple can't. Or the turn after I failed, 
the other mana pool and nothing can happen now and I was like oh that kind of sucks so it's uh yeah just tough lessons but the more we play I think the more we're learning um I know I'm enjoying the games uh for the simple fact that I'm starting to get certain things happening in my games where you know I'm starting to earn some titles for my titans and uh, I've got a particular warlord build that's been just tough as nails uh really hard to deal with uh not so much hard to deal with but hard to kill i've been saving a lot of these uh critical damage rolls and uh being able to have them extra repaired just from uh in the trader legio book i've got some upgrades where i'm able to actually uh deal with them in a way where i can build it where i can yeah do critical repairs on a four plus unholy vigor yeah. yeah unholy vigor i was just getting to that page there in the book but <laughs> it, it's it's very much worth it it's 25 points and yeah like it's made that warlord just very tough to deal with so decided to name him iron revenant because uh you know that that thing just never dies and heals up quite nicely in between rounds and yeah it, it's been fun that way but that that's what i'm enjoying is applying now some of our narrative that we're getting from playing these games into our you know into our titans and eventually you know i'll do an order to get some name plates and stuff added on and but you know building the history of my legio as we get to play i think that's kind of one of the uh the big selling features for me sure. i i definitely want to do that nameplates too and i kind of have been thinking like you know oh this titan's always doing this in the game maybe i should give them something related to that or give them a name related to that things like that exactly it's fun yeah i uh, i got an order from battle bling today and they uh they sent some sample ones and one of them just says total badass i was gonna stay yeah. on to a custodies or something yeah yeah <laughs> yeah what would uh Grafonicus names be not to Go on a tangent here, but would they just be like speedy names, like Quicksilver, Gonzalez, Bullet? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. Maybe just birds. Oh, I guess yeah. Pigeon. There you go. Yeah, no, I think they're all like kind of Latin names in the in the fluff. Um, yeah, like the the Titan of Legend is Bellator Magna, right? Oh yeah. So kind of the classic 40k gothic yeah. latin style stuff that's that's the yeah. how i was kind of looking at some names just type in what i thought sounded cool and translate to latin right and yeah turning some warhound that was iron wolf into lupo ferrum i'm like oh that sounds way better yeah and there's some cool like there's some trader ones you can just do death metal names or something but sure, yeah sure. well that's all the corn stuff that's like all, yeah. for volpa it wasn't volpa, gonna yeah. go all latin it was just gonna be like blood drinker or you know call yeah. skull smasher or whatever right like yeah <laughs> exactly and uh yeah it was just oh i lost my train of thought anyways so good. yeah it, it is good. And Battle Bling does all that. Are they the main guys that do all the nameplates, right? So. It's true. Yeah, there's the Versatile Terrain, too. That oh, I'm okay. Nice yeah. I couldn't remember sure. their name. That, but thank you, Josh. Because <laughs> I was like, ah. <laughs> Trying to think of it. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I Like I said, Battle Bling sent a little sampler. I haven't seen any of the Versatile Terrain ones in real life, but I've seen some nice ones on Instagram and stuff that look good. But Yeah. So. Yeah, it's just yeah. It's always nice to have options, right? Options that yeah. you can order online and uh, just ways to kind of outfit and customize your Legio. I think it's just it. Titanicus really seems to have opened the doors to the 3D printing potential that's out there. Um, I, I know other games yeah. have too, but it feels very, very apparent <laughs> with Titanicus. <laughs> so, like yeah, everything from terrain to different uh weapons and accessories and stuff yeah yeah I've been like, not to uh, sound negative it it could be partly because titanicus is, can be stale because it's you got the same two heads right yeah and there's true. a guy that you know you got guys that 
are like, oh, well, I'm going to design six different heads, right? And Yeah. Or if you want them to look chaos or whatever, right? Or if you want yeah. a plasma gun to look rounded rather than square, like you can, you can get that. It's true. It's true. There's there's a plethora of options um, mm-hmm. for your uh, titans and loadouts. I know I ended up getting some weapon banners. I was just curious to see how they look, and they look pretty cool. I'm just trying to figure out the best way to put them on. Like I don't know if gluing will be the best because I don't want them to break off. So I don't know. Might have to figure out a way to either magnetize them or pin them, but it's yeah, just... that was my worry. So yeah. So and then I know uh, the last month's white dwarf. They had a how to build your own um, uh, legio kind of battle honor banner that you can have and keep track of and keep track of your titan kills and all sorts of stuff which is again adding another little narrative layer to the game which i think will be a lot of fun to uh to explore and just you know actually play around with Falpa just collects skulls they don't need a banner that's it eh just a pile <laughs> of skulls on your base Let's see how it is so yeah, it'll be it'll be a lot of fun to do that. Um, that event, you know, we've got going on at the end of the month is going to be interesting. It's a uh, a de-escalation event where uh, we're starting off at uh, two thousand points, and you're you're running, you know, whatever your uh, manipul and legio is, and then at the end of the first round, whatever is killed in the game that's what you have to uh deduct your points from so round two we drop to 1600 and you have to remove titans that have been killed now if you've lost everything in your uh force you know you get to actually pick whichever ones you've lost and if you lost nothing Mm -hmm. you get to pick as well um it makes it a little bit more uh feel good in nature but uh you know, dropping dropping a warhound and two warhounds or uh, some knights and a warhound or a reaver in between rounds is definitely, it, it, it hits hard, but it, I think it really will play to the uh, narrative of attrition that's being felt in the, uh, in the battle. And then round three, you drop another 400 points and uh, you go down to 1200, which I think will be a lot of fun um at first it might seem scary you know to try and play it like that but uh I, i've been putting a lot of thought into it and i bounced some ideas off of one of the uh uh gents on the uh Mornavel page just to see what he's kind of come up with for uh, different events and different styles and he says it's it's one of his most uh popular uh styles of events so i i definitely wanted to try and you know emulate that and have fun with it so um, mm-hmm. For for a first round, it'll definitely be something uh, neat to uh, check out. I know we haven't been able to actually play for enough games in a day to actually you know play it through and drop everything. But uh, just after you know playing some games, I'm like, wow, you know, like I lost my warlord. I'm like, oh shit, you know, it's gonna be a nasty uh, surprise because that that was like the only titan I lost. So. There's, there's things in place, um, so no one's really going to be at a hardcore pointed uh, disadvantage. You might be down, you know, maybe 50 to 150 points, but there's things in place where you get uh, an additional strategy point. For every 50 points, you are below your uh, opponent, so we kind of have an uh, adapted version of these underdog rules, just to, you know, just to kind of even it out a little bit. And, and some of the strats are... Some of them are pretty good. I think uh, I think you cause enough uh, headaches for people if you play them right. That uh, it'll be fine to do. So it will be fine. Uh, speaking of strats, what are some of your guys' favorite strats uh, to use in game? Dan, you want to take this one first? Yeah, I guess. Other than warlust and bloodthirst. Um... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, Warlost gives me two two inches to my boosted speed, but it, it also, if if you're trying to get a full stride, it, it it's 
it adds two to the dice. And then Bloodthirst, what it does is it it makes you roll um, two better for your results. So, like, my Warhounds would be, uh, if I want to use it, it's, um, uh, sorry, when I use it, it gives them plus two to the roll. So, my Warhounds would normally be hitting on threes because of Alpa, but now they'd be hitting on twos. And so, that's when I try to use them in combination. But the strats I like are the ones that work across the board. Those seem to be the ones that I really try to favor. Mm-hmm. Um, ones that are like, oh, every Titan in this Legio gets this for that turn. Or um, I'm trying to think of a, like other strats other than those two. I, oh, I mean, Warp Displacements is pretty popular. But um, I... Like the one I know Josh uses all the time. Oh, what's it called? The one where you keep re-rolling your strats, or it just automatically uh, goes off. Yeah, there's the Iron Resolve. Um, that one's yeah. only for loyalists. And yeah, if you fail a, if you fail a order, you can just have it pass, and you can go uh, keep doing orders to other guys too, which is a big advantage. That's um, pretty so I, I think I take that one. I take that one every game. Yeah, and you've used uh, it every game, and it's always oh, been yeah, beneficial. It, yeah. Um, I really like the one too for loyalists, the Great Crusade Titans. If you've got some uh, some close combat Titan builds, um, that one it uh, gives you plus two on uh, charge orders, and it also uh, acts as if you've moved an extra six inches on your charge, so it basically gives you two extra attacks on every charge. Oh, that's nice. Um, yeah, it's a it's a good one because um, those extra two attacks. They can make the difference between like really crippling a titan in the charge phase, uh, even killing it, um, versus just doing damage, and then they can back up and shoot you to death, right? So mm-hmm. it can make a big difference. No, well, that's awesome. I, I know I've been using some uh, some gimmicky uh, strats quite often. I, I like that uh, haywire bombardment, or I think it's the haywire bombard uh, barrage. I've been using that one quite a bit. Uh, you know, getting some crit rolls early on on Titans is kind of a nice, nice little uh, jab to the opponent, and I, I've, I think I've used it every game. So that part's been that one game you did. You did a crit to like four of my Titans on the first turn. Yeah, no, that was that was pretty sweet. I like yeah. that. I like yeah, that. I didn't. Didn't feel good though. No. Not, not to <laughs> yeah. be. Uh... Take us out of like what our favorite is, but what was that one you played, Josh, where you re- basically blew up your own Titan? Oh yeah. Oh, um, it was called Wep- Weapons to Full, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, Weapons to Full here. Yeah. Yeah, I used that one against Bill in our last game, and I had almost a full Warlord. Yeah. And and I read I read this one before the game, and it was like shoot all your weapons again. I'm like, oh, that's pretty good when I do it as my um, princess trait. So I think I want to do that as a stratagem. I didn't really read the fine print where it says that every <laughs> weapon, every weapon you shoot, you have to uh, roll a d10 on the on the reactor overload table. And I shot my well, my missile launchers, I think, on my warlord just to get some shields down. Rolled a 10 immediately and catastrophic damage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. Yeah. yeah. That wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah, and then when he we you played me after like the next week, and you're literally like, "Yeah, I'm not using that stratagem ever again." <laughs> I, mean, I still think it has I still think it has its uses, but it just uh, yeah, I'm good. I'll avoid that one for a while. So, would it be better for if we're gonna talk about it being shitty? Maybe we should talk about how we could use it effectively. Would it be better if your Titan's almost dead, like you're literally one shot away from dying? This would be the Hail Mary, Hail Mary shot you yeah. think you kind of would want? I think so, yeah. Or, like, if you're close to the opponent, I suppose, it could be less risky. Um, I think also just, like, if it's if you have a more high-quality opportunity. Like, I used it on a turn when I was like, I could put some damage on these two Warhounds, or a Warhound and a Reaver, I think it was. Um, and I, I probably wasn't going to kill either of them. I just didn't want to get them started. You know, so that the next yeah. turn I'd have a good chance of killing them both. Whereas <laughs> if I waited and I really needed to kill a Titan, then it might be more worth the risk, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was more a timing issue than yeah than a strat issue necessarily, but but it does. Like you also don't think about it very often on the reactor overload that 
on a 10, you can you can go catastrophic because most of the time you're only rolling a d6 on the, yeah. on the reactor overload, right? You're not usually in the red. So. That's true. Yeah, people get the orange usually and go, oh, shit, I got to start lowering it now. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. So that it, it doesn't happen that often that you're actually rolling a d10 on there. That's true. That is true. I'm just trying to think of the other ones that I I've been... like actually use and like. Um... I like the concealment barrage one always. That one's good. Um, yeah, you know, you drop that one's drop good. a pie plate. That one, that one's uh, it can be challenging because you know you, you have to pick a spot. The, the The opponent can't just maneuver around it and uh, ignore it, right? You have to you have to pick a good a good area that is actually going to be uh, effective. It's true. So it can take a bit more skill, I guess, to place. But true. when you do place it, it can it can really give you a big big bonus for that turn, just ignoring. Ignoring any incoming damage yeah. from from a whole section of the board. Well, that's very and true. long retreat. I've seen used. That's a loyalist one, where you can move. Um, you can move outside of your front arc at full speed. So basically, your uh, your uh, anyways, you can you can move sideways and backwards at full speed. Which I've yeah, seen like it the, used like the Corsair to, manifold, right? Yeah, basic. That's what I was getting at. But yeah, so you can use this great effect if you want to try and get like your warlord behind a building or your warhound, you know, straight them so that he's behind cover, or use it offensively to come out of cover so that you can shoot everything or whatever, right? Or if you want to back up away from Volpas to that too, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 That's where I yeah. saw it was used. Was the guy tried to go full full speed backwards and um, yeah. the falling one was funny. Uh, well, yeah, that one's good too. One. Yeah, I like that one. So that is that that yeah. last ditch effort or whatever. Yeah, and so you can choose if you fall. Is it laid low or uh, for uh, well, or the fire one? Yeah, yeah. Well, so you can you can choose what direction your titan what your direction your titan does that i like that one but i i suppose some some matchups you might not end up using it right yeah 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 so it's a boomer bust one a bit but But i mean it worked strategy point yeah and it it worked out for you last time you used it because you were falling into your own guy and you fell away from him yeah exactly yeah you can you can yeah you can use it offensively to fall into the opponent or you can use it defensively to protect yourself yeah Hmm. Uh, another loyalist one I don't have my trigger book so I'm just reading through the loyalist ones here only forward looks like it could be pretty good too Uh, play the stratagem at the start of any strategy phase for the remainder of the phase any units all your titans uh, may be issued full stride or charge orders without the need of command checks that's pretty sweet so any any time where you don't have to roll for command checks is, is a win for me yeah, because you could be a princep with the two plus and still roll out that, that goddamn one. So, um, there's the, uh, there's the other one too. Uh, wages of betrayal, which is kind of the opposite of that one, I think, right where it does minus two uh, command checks for your your opponents. Minus. Oh, okay. Yeah. So by a loyalist player. For the duration of the round, enemy titans suffer minus two to command checks, um, or minus three for Princeps or Norris. So, kind of the opposite of that. Of instead of giving Nor command checks a benefit, you give your opponents a, a negative. Uh, a neutral one, or I, I mean, a versatile one is a experimental locomotors. Um, being able to boost your speed. And just have to roll a d10 at the end of the end phase is, I think, is a good one. That can be pretty nice. Yeah, I, I know it's only one strat, and you give it to a warlord, and your warlord's just moving six inches up the table, which is Very handy. Nice. They're they're a little bit slow otherwise. Mm-hmm. I know. I, I've been having fun with experimental uh, weapon. Um, I, I've kind of based my one warlord build around it, where I'm running two. Double Sun Fury, and uh, taking I was taking Gatlers, um, the paired uh, Gatling Blasters, and I started to play the paired Apocalypse Missile Launchers, where they gain the maximal fire trait, 
Um, but this last round, it, it really, uh, really did me dirty. Uh, just fire, and they always have to fire on maximal fire, where you know, trying to pop shields, and my reactor went up four points <laughs> just from one volley. And I was like, well, shit, <laughs> I don't know if I want to fire the rest, you know. So, yeah, it's a double-edged sword, but it's fun. It's fun. Th those gimmicky first hit ones are pretty sweet. The artillery bombardment, I really uh, started to fall in love with just because you can use it every turn. Uh, that one. And nice, a uh, good thing we uh, re realized about those artillery bombardments, too, is that they're not blast weapons, right? So if you roll the target on the scatter dice, they, they don't move at all, right? Uh, which is kind of a nice little bonus. That's true, yeah. They actually, those actually will hit if you roll a hit. Yeah. So that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Because because that's part of the blast weapon rule specifically, right? Yeah. yeah. I like that one too, especially if you're playing some knights. It's nice to just drop a strength eight pie plate on them first turn. Yep. Let it rip. So let it rip. Yeah, I I've been finding that I almost want to build lists around some stratagems. Yeah. And. So, I mean, stratagems seem like, sometimes they just seem like people show up and they're like, oh, I got strats. I guess I'll read through the book and figure out what I need to buy. Or there's sometimes people show up, like me or Josh or, you know, Bill now, where we show up and we're like, okay, I got all my six ready or five or four or whatever. Okay, let's get ready to use them. Yeah. It's no yeah. fucking around. It's no, I already know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm already prepared for this. <laughs> I do so. think strats though are a little a little weird to read. Like when I was when I'd only played a game or two, I was reading through the strats and I was like, none of these seem good, right? Whereas now I've played a few more games and I've used some of the strats and I see their uses and see their different values that I I didn't at first probably. Well, yeah, because um, like last week, sorry, Dan. Oh uh, uh, no, go ahead. I was going to cut you off, but yeah, go ahead. Well, last week we both kind of used dawn attack to pretty good. Uh, Results, whereas I think when I first read that one, uh, I thought, well, why would I want this, right? But uh, I don't know, the Dawn Attack, it, it reduces your range to, uh, to a dice roll for the first two turns. And, and first Dan used that with his Volpa to prevent him from getting shot the first turn. Mm -hmm. and, then on, and then the next game, I was playing against Dan, and he had a Marshuti list, so I used that to kind of get into range so that he couldn't shoot me off the board before I could return fire, right? So. So you know, I, that one I also, might not seem good on paper, but yeah. yeah, I was playing Legio Defensor, which their whole gimmick is to shoot first turn twice, and yeah. so he literally did this to me, and I rolled real, I rolled pretty crappy for a lot of my guys, and they couldn't see further than fifteen twenty inches, and I'm just like, oh yeah, so my whole gimmick of my Legio just basically. Went out the window, and I was just like, ah, oh, man. Yeah. Although I, I do think we did forget the part of uh, the Dawn attack where if you shoot, you can shoot that Titan. Oh, yeah, we did. As if it's uncovered after, right? So maybe it's actually not as good as it seemed in the game that we used it, but. Yeah, maybe I was just bummed. Yeah, we do have to keep it. Just like, ah, oh, whatever. But yeah, yeah. You're, you're right. As soon as one shoots, oh, yeah. Yeah, once, once the Titan shot. shoots, it's you can just shoot it, yeah. Because right. it lights them up. Yeah, we forgot Yeah, we definitely that. forgot that, yeah. That was so. that was my third or second time using it, and that was your first time using it. So yeah. I have to definitely so remember. Time, but it, next time won't yeah. be as, as effective. But uh, yeah, you're you're right that some of these strats, they don't seem very useful when you first like read them at first glance. Because I, I, I was just thinking about this falling one, right? Where it's like, oh, fuck, who cares if, if you can change the position of the thing? But now that you've seen Titans fall into each other with a collision, you're like, oh, crap, that, that Titan's going to die now because now he's going to hit with D6 strength 8 hits to a location, right? And then it's like, and then if it's a Warlord, it's even worse because it's strength 10. And now you're like, oh, crap, he's going to obliterate that Warhound if he's falling into him too. Like, so if he's falling into his ass... He's like, oh, then he's doing strength 12, and you're like, oh, I rolled the body, and I rolled 6 on the tr on the D6. Oh, I wish I had one then, strat that would just change his direction, right? Like, Yeah. <laughs> then instead of losing two Titans in one, you could kind yeah. of <laughs> limit your damage. Yeah. Not to say that it's an auto-take, but I, that was just my example of 
of strats that might seem useless at first glance and then after seeing how things work in the game realizing that oh maybe that is important definitely yeah. like veteran princep is another one that at first glance I was like oh who cares if I get plus one to my command rolls but I was just like after you know failing those twos and threes and ones and stuff you're just like fuck I wish they had a better leadership and now that we're playing corrupted titans yeah. that are always at like a minus one or two you know my Volpa guys are leadership seven and I'm just like I could never make a, a full stride yeah it's <laughs> never happening <laughs> it's true just trying to do the so, order is a Hail Mary. Yeah. So, just crazy. But, but a, lot no, of, there's a lot of nuance to the game. Yeah. yeah. There's lots of evolving and lots of... And I think that's part of the community is that, you know, you might play... Because in the beginning, we were just like, no strats. That's just going to complicate things. And then we started adding strats. And then one guy used one strat. And you're like, oh, what's that strat? And then it just kind mm -hmm. of... We kind of, you know, turned into a, I guess, an arms race in in a sense of like, oh, I got to find the better strat. And now I'm actually learning and studying it because originally we were overwhelmed because it was just like there's like three or four pages of strats yeah. and we're like five pages actually, and we're like this is too complicated. Let's just ignore it for now. And now it's like yeah. part of the game, and a big part of the game too. Like it lets you adapt a bit to your army, your enemies list, and your enemies playstyle. It does. And yeah, and what's good about it is everyone gets access to it. I know there's traders and loyalist ones, but they're all sort of similar in ways. Mm -hmm. But I mean, what it does is it takes, other than Allegio giving your Titans flavor, this just ramps that up because now you're giving them extra flavor by putting that salt or pepper on it, right? And it, so now you can make it your own, you know, Allegio. Oh, you know, like my guy always does this like we we're like you guys were saying like i'm always gonna use this or uh or if you were like the experimental weapons i'm always gonna put experimental weapons on this guy because that's his titan that's what that titan does yeah right no it's true it is it is nice uh, I, I i like the um the extra f flavor like you mentioned that gets brought in from the strats and i know as we start to kind of get more comfortable we'll start adding in some of the uh terrain damage uh blowing up rules and stuff like that um just to add that other layer right and eventually you know when we're playing uh these games especially if you're using those open war engine cards you know you've got battlefield effects planetary effects you start having uh stray shot rules like there's a lot of stuff you can do in this game and uh, you keep adding all these layers on, and I, I, I highly suggest taking it in baby steps just to make sure everyone's on the same page and you move up and keep kind of bumping up the game. But it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of stuff mm -hmm. happening in these games. A lot of, the, a lot of it feels very realistic, too. Mm -hmm. the, the falling and, and all the different aspects of it just feel immersive. It does. No, it does for sure. So, Yeah, and yeah, like... Josh was saying realistic because because I like to personally explain like oh yeah this is the reason why your Titans going all crazy on a you know machine spirit thing like it's saying fuck you I'm gonna repair myself or back up or whatever yeah. right so yeah because if you listen to the books sometimes the books they they like especially in Titan Death when they're the one guy's getting corrupted by corn. His warlord's trying to always run, and he's like, "No, we gotta stand and shoot." And he's just like the Titans, like fighting him the whole time. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is, it is cool. I, I, I definitely like the uh, machine spirit rules in the game. It, it, it does give them their own feel. And uh, every once in a while, they slip the leash and <laughs> go, uh, go buck wild, or they just walk up. You know, three inches and stand there. <laughs> so it's it, it is fun to play. <laughs> so, but um, that kind of rounds out uh, kind of rounds out the uh, the episode. Just basically, um, 
I'm just excited to play more games. I'll be honest, guys. I'm I'm pretty pumped. Yeah, me too. So I, I have to say, like, uh, thank you, Josh. Thank you, Dan, for coming on mm -hmm. and uh, spreading some Titanicus love on the channel. And again, it's always nice to to have those chats. And I know we'll be having games this weekend. It'll be pretty good. Dan and I actually will be playing uh, tomorrow. So, and then yeah, we'll have more games on Sunday. It'll just just a weekend of brawling, so it'll be pretty sweet. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, thank you everybody for. Uh, listening. Oh, sorry, Josh. Were you gonna say something? Oh, I was just gonna say thank you for inviting me. And oh yeah, yeah. Well, I we talked about you like two or three times now in the last yeah. couple episodes. And I was just like, yeah. we gotta get them on. And then Josh was like, oh, I don't even have a headset. And I'm like, you got a phone? <laughs> just use your phone. Yeah. <laughs> jump on, jump on. So, so well, you guys are so professional. Like oh, I thought, thought I need them big mic set and stuff no no i'm literally just using my phone and it's head jetpack yeah. so <laughs> yeah you got yeah anywhere out. you go man you got the hobo discord studio you can do whatever you want so yeah, yeah <laughs> it works out great so yeah again thanks guys for jumping on and thanks for listening mm -hmm. everybody um let us know your thoughts uh let us know if you guys are having games keep using that hashtag trident wargaming we uh keep seeing your pictures on instagram uh, we're loving it, and yeah, I've been getting some good feedback on uh, some of the pics of the games I've been posting. So yeah, let us know what you think. What strats do you like? You know, are you guys playing? Um, just yeah, hit us up. We we love the uh, interaction, and we'll definitely uh, catch you next time. Bang. Trident Wargaming. Build it, paint it, play it.